1: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Stay tuned over the next few days, big announcement coming for Denon there, stay tuned for that one, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Huge week of Supercoaches last week, Turbo obviously going down, uh, feel for all you poor bastards
0: out there that went in, but the sympathy is low. Timmy, co-host, welcome back mate. Good to be back, mate. Uh, Very little (coughs) sympathy for those Turbo owners. Nah, it's it's been a tough one for them, mate. Hasn't he? But we knew it was going to be the story of the season, whether you started with him or not. But to this impact, we didn't realise. You know, back twice, injured a couple of times, low scoring, dropped about half a million dollars. Fair income, tough going for them.
1: Yeah, for the Turbo Dick Riders, you are very keen (laughs) for 2023 because it has been a very tough gig. Let's dive into our scores and our ranks from the week just past. I scored 1,013, a pretty average score, but I think everyone has gone pretty shit the last two weeks. Uh, I dropped about 120 spots, something along those lines. I'm now ranked 603.
0: Timmy, how are we travelling? Mate, nine hundred eighty-three points for the not so mighty Kooma Stallions this week. At any time you get three figures, you just feel sick in the gut, don't you? Even oh. if everyone else is as well. But yeah, the last couple of weeks been pretty low-scoring rounds, so not sort of too detrimental either way. Not too big uh, falls and rises. But mate, dropped down to twenty-three hundred, which is uh, not ideal. But uh, I've I've managed to dodge, I've said to you before, uh, blokes like Peoples, Burbo, mm. Isaiah, Tass. So I feel like I'm doing things right. So hopefully it uh, it comes back and pays off during the, the buy period.
1: Now, as it stands right now, I think I'm going to use two trades this week. That leaves me with 22, and I think I've got three boosts left. Where are you
0: sitting as far as trades and boosts goes? 24 at the moment as well. I used two this week, so down to 22, and I've got four boosts left, mm. which, to be honest, I haven't spoken to too many people Um Barring Maddie, who we'll probably get to later, who forget to trade, Um, he's got a lot of trades (laughs) up his sleeve, Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) Who have more than sort of twenty-four going into this week, so I think we're pretty well placed in that the trade department, uh, and should be very handy come well the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, we'll get to bullying Maddie in just a second, but (laughs) uh, if you are, yeah, fuck, I'm so glad that I have got those boosts left, knowing that I can make four next week, depending on what, like if if there's carnage with injuries (laughs) this weekend. Fuck, it's going to be a huge point of difference for us.
0: Yeah, like, put it this way. I aim to use those four boosts, ideally between round 13 and 17, maximise those buy coverage players, but in particular round 13 and 17 where, you know, two two massive rounds in terms of getting those buy players in, getting another look at players before jumping early, which we'll get to shortly. But, uh, yeah, I think it's... do it Like, at least save one, ideally two boosts for that trade period. Yeah. For sure, all right, Maddie, the Waterboy scored nine hundred and eighteen on the
1: weekend. He dropped down seven thousand spots to thirty nine thousand. Can you believe the Pelican sits there and listens to us for an hour and he forgets to fucking trade? Unbelievable.
0: I have no excuse either because I. Was, no, I know you have no excuse. I was literally doing nothing last Thursday. And it shocked I, me. And I just yeah, I just forgot to do them. Put my tips in, had the routine, and just yeah. Just, just forgot. So I've twenty, yeah. I've twenty nine trades left. (laughs) (laughs) Good God! Oh, Oh, you're a punny. Can you imagine having a life outside of sports where you forget to make your trades? I said to this
1: morning, I watched your score. He goes, oh, I'll check. I was yeah. like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking,
1: oh, 29 tries, not bad. Could come home with a real wet sail there, Maddie the Waterboy. Uh, let's dive into our group summary of the beers and break events. Remember, $2,000 cash up for grabs here. And Alex is our leader at the moment, the Bearded Clams. He's absolutely For lying, he's coming 6th overall, killing it out of uh, 130-whatever-thousand. Second place is the Dark Knights, Glenn. uh, He's sitting 11th overall in Supercoach. Third place, Team Hoppo, Luke, 15th overall in Supercoach. Our next one is Jacob. He's sitting 17th overall in Supercoach and 4th in our group. And in 5th place, Bellamy Baz, who I think he had a little temper tantrum during the week because I said his name wrong. So apologies for that one, Lockie. But uh, (laughs) if you take 2K off me. There won't be many more apologies coming your way. Sitting 24th, Oprah overall. Oprah Timfrey is our favorite. He's dropped to sixth place at the moment there. Drew, uh, I think I'm sitting, I'm, I'm 600 overall in Supercoach, and I think I'm 70th in this group, which is just crazy. Of the top 100, uh, we've got 15 guides in there at the moment, as we said, led by Alex the Bearded Clams. Absolutely flying. Hopefully he takes home 52K in a few months' time. All right, teamless Tuesday, drop yesterday. There is a bit happening, so we'll get stuck into those. Thursday night, the Melbourne Storm take on the Manly Seagulls. As we mentioned, Tommy Turbo, Gonski for the season. Ruben Garrick, he moves to one as anticipated. For Melbourne, uh, you got Husey, you got Cheese, you got Harry Grant. They all return to their usual spots, uh, which is great for all of us there. Been Harry Grant, fuck, tough watch last week at half, but...
0: Yeah, it was, mate. Tough watch all around for Melbourne, who, for obvious reasons, we've invested in so heavily this season, super coach-wise. As I said, Harry Grant back to hooker there. Melbourne should get back to winning ways. And, you know, still not full strength or where they need to be. But getting there, no Sofa Solomon this week again, which will hurt them a lot. But, uh, again, back in Melbourne, seriously, you'd hate to be coming up against them this week off those two losses with uh, Craig Bellamy on, on deck.
1: Mate, those cowboys. Very impressive oh. I, have, uh, I have random stats Guy on my podcast Every week He's a Cowboys fan Becoming a very smug Little prick The last few weeks I'm enjoying his company Less and less Yeah
0: Has every right to, Doesn't he Boy, oh. It's been a tough few years For Cowboys fans And what they've done This year mate, I'd be smug as well Speaking of the Cowboys,
1: they take on the Panthers. Six o'clock Friday night in a scheduling <laughs> fucking nightmare for the NRL. But who would have anticipated oh, that this game would be so entertaining? Uh, Hammer, he's on the wing for Kyle Felt. Cohen Hess comes in at lock because Tamalolo is out. And Granville's on the bench, which uh, is a pretty important one. And we'll get to that soon with Jake Granville. But yeah, Tal Malolo do you want to touch on him quickly?
0: He's the most traded out player in Supercoach. Uh, he's played... He's been rock solid all season, Supercoach-wise. Dual front row forward, second row. He offers round 13 coverage. He's expected back next week. It's not confirmed, but expected back. So you've got a gun already in your team playing round 13 as it stands. Um, The fact that people trade him out, I just find mind-blowing. Reverse that and just, you know, maybe if he doesn't get named next week, we can flip it. He's got a really high break even. So people are looking at that, looking at his dollars and going, oh, I need to save a few bucks. You know, two weeks ago, he was given the early shower with the game coming up against Melbourne to get some, you know, be fresh for that one. Played bugger all minutes on the weekend because he got injured. Like, before that, I don't think he'd scored under 50 all season. Yep. Hold on to him.
1: Yeah, hold on to him. I think it's a wild move to get rid of him this week. Mate, the late game Friday night, the Broncos versus the Titans. Not much doing on these team lists, but uh, David Fafita has been named on the extended bench.
0: Uh, we're going to talk about pods for next week a little bit later. If Fafita plays, could be an interesting Four. one next week. I didn't even consider it because I just sort of thought Queensland would pick him, but you know, not necessarily. Hey, imagine having Dave Fafida available for 13. I, I like went there. through
1: and picked a Queensland team on my podcast yesterday. I didn't have him in there. I didn't even oh. really consider him, to be perfectly honest with you.
0: Fafida round 13 coverage, and he'd be at, he's dropping cash, but what do we got? He's at 709k, break even 171. So if he does play this week, which he probably will, you know, provided he's good to go, trying to prove his fitness for Origin. He'll be about 650K, and he'll be in my team.
1: Yeah, could be interesting. Titans next week, when they play, they'll be without Tino. They'll be without Mo Awaker. Could see Kempy's wish of uh, Fafita at 13 come true, Ooh. which would be very, very interesting for round 13. But I'm sure... We'll touch on that on Monday on a number of occasions. Let's move to the Saturday games. Uh, Three o'clock, we've got the Warriors taking on the Newcastle Knights. Uh, A couple of changes here with the Warriors with all the big boys missing. Some good news overnight that it looks like uh, AFB, instead of being out for the season, he'll miss two to six weeks. Um, Which, great for AFB, great for the Warriors. Not great for Jazz. I got really excited about him yesterday. He's been named at prop. There is still the potential that he could play hooker. We know that Nathan Brown thinks he's the fucking Riddler over there with his team <laughs> list, so anything could happen there. What are your thoughts on Jazz at the moment?
0: Yeah, he's an interesting one. He's like, he's been the perennial super coach let down through his whole career, through not really any fault of his own, well, scoring-wise. It's often his minutes get adjusted all the time or he'll get suspended or something will go wrong, injuries, all sorts of different things. What we do know is that when he's playing big minutes, he's a bloody good Supercoach scorer. Um, So with that, around 13 coverage, dual position, he's a massive option. As you said, AFB, I think it was anywhere from two to six weeks now. So short term, he could be a good play. But with Torhu back, Josh Caranjou back in coming weeks, maybe he's not the buyer, we think. Uh, One that we can probably wait a week on. But yeah, it doesn't help him.
1: As you said with Jazz, he has always sort of been a perennial disappointment, whether it's injury, suspension, whatever it might be. I remember I actually said, I, I, I posted something about Jazz at the start of this season when people were looking at him, and I actually mentioned that, and then someone tagged Jazz in the comments, <laughs> and he sent me a DM, and it's he, he sort of went, what do you mean, parental disappointment? I thought, fuck, I'm going to have to go into witness yeah. fucking protection here, and then he goes, ha, nah, no, no, know it's just super catch, I'm kidding. I was like, thank God, because I had shit myself. <laughs> Imagine Jazz coming at you, fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, Jakey Clifford, he returns for the Newcastle Knights at halfback. Uh, not Overly relevant, super coach wise, but uh, Anthony Milford he also returned last week. I thought he looked really good in the first half. Match fitness obviously cost him in the second half, but could he be a little round seventeen pod maybe? He
0: he could be. He's a little sneaky one, isn't he? And. <laughs> You can't, you can't help, help but smile. You can't though, can help you? but get excited <laughs> at the thought of a firing milf in your superage team. And look, he came back. He not too chubby. He was uh, look, looked fit enough, despite you know just lack of match fitness got him in that back half. So uh, big watch in the next four or five weeks. Five thirty, the bunnies take on the West
1: Tigers. Uh, R.I.P. Trent People's short lived. Cool. Uh, tough one. Uh, I think that's on you if you went early, though. But anyway, I think there's a there's a good chance he comes in over the next few weeks with Arrow and Cam Murray playing Origin. Speaking of, Marz, uh named on the extended bench. I think South Sydney are fucking mad if they play him mm. in this game personally before Origin and <coughs> he's just too tough for his own good. Murray, what do you reckon?
0: Yeah, big time. And on Peoples, it, it's probably... It is concerning for Peoples owners that looked at him as A, a cash cow, B, around 17 number... That he's been named outside the 17 that's with murray still outside the 17 so mark nichols came back as well people's really good on debut in his second game last weekend i thought he was pretty ordinary to be honest yep. but again second game in the nrl they got belted off the park uh, there are a few like errors that sort of thing nothing that should be too worrying but uh, unfortunately he's been dropped the good news is that he probably hasn't been dropped to the bench where he plays 15 minutes so in a perfect world he comes in over that origin period and gets big minutes Makes hundred hundred fifty 150K and you can move him on. I'll
1: tell you what, if you are a people's owner right now, you'd be hoping that Colin Tungy has the game of his life this weekend and forces his way into an origin spot. That would yeah. be ideal. I don't think he will personally, uh, but wouldn't put it out of the realms of possibility. For the West Tigers, Brooks and Laurie returns. Jacko Hastings uh, had a moon boot on during the week, obviously hobbled off last week. Um, I personally don't think Jacko will play, but they've got to buy next weekend. I think he's another one that's just too tough for his own good. So he might be looking at the buy going. Might be able to sneak this game in. An interesting one. I think the Tigers are at $3 at the moment if
0: Hastings is playing there. I love that value. Surely if you've got any sort of concerning niggling injuries, you just take two weeks. Take two weeks off, get yourself right and come back around 14. But we'll see how that goes.
1: He had it going into last week and he still played, so God knows. 7.35, the Roosters take on the Sharkies. Nat Butcher at 12, Satili on the Pine. Uh, We could be expecting a late change here, but Nat Butcher, despite his defence not being great, to be perfectly honest with you, he still made another 55 other tackles. Um, 67 in base, scored 69. Butcher, if you haven't got him,
0: do you grab him this week? I think so. And as someone who flipped pretty late on last week, from Peoples to Butcher I was pretty happy with that one um, I do expect Satilli probably to come in and play on the edge provide, provide he's good good go following that concussion it sort of makes sense they've got takiaho named at lock at the moment we know that Trent Robinson prefers to go with the ball playing lock with Victor Radley um, Connor Watson in the past or at times when they've had a hooker on deck so I think, not that Butcher's probably a, a classic ball-playing lock. He prefers a smaller body There's mm. someone who can be that link man a little bit. So it makes sense to me that Satilli comes in and starts. What that means to Butcher is, there's probably every chance that he plays, you know, 60, 65 minutes, but his work rate will go up, uh, chances of attacking stats go down. But, look, break-even of 18, 400k, plays around 13, great job security for the time being. Um, he just looks a really safe bet to me. And now... He'll make money as well, which last week was no guarantee if he came out and punched out a 40, so yep. good guy I
1: think this week at Shark Park, I think that'll be a tight one. It'll be really well mm. suited to a nap butcher. Going to throw it at you now while we're on it. My draft competition, not many trades happen in my comp. We're all a little bit stingy. I made one last night. I took my butcher and Satili Tupanua. I traded to Tommy Dearden and Victor Radley. Do you think I won or lost? What do you reckon? Oh.
0: It's touch and go, isn't it, mate? At mm. it, it, it all... It really comes down to the Cowboys and Tommy Dearden because if you lock in Tommy Dearden, if the Cowboys continue their form for the rest of the season, and you know even round 13 next week being a tough week for everyone, and Dearden can maintain a sort of 60-65 average thereabouts, you know we're so scarce for genuine half-backs, particularly in Supergates draft, so. If he can lock down a spot, I think you win nearly just every way there. If Dean mm. maintains it, we sort of know what Butcher will do. We sort of know what um, Tupernewell will do. Radley, when he comes back, they'll you know average anywhere from 55 to 65. Uh, but Dean in that key halfback spot is is the big one.
1: I just feel like Butcher and Satili, only one of them is going to be a winner. I feel mm. like I've traded one player. Mm despite trading too. Good little example in draft competitions about trading high as well. Nat Butcher, obviously. Will Kennedy, he returns for the Sharkies this week. Obviously, Lockie Miller, he drops out of this side after having one of the great debuts of all time. He looked unreal, didn't
0: he? That's so good. Ran for, what, 280, 290 metres or something on debut. Uh, Supercoach-wise... A potential one for round 17 there. If you can get another game in between now and 17, which is every chance. If Nico does get caught up for origin and he slots into that team somewhere, um, could be one with cash-making potential with looks a super coach scorer, doesn't he? Um, Mate, he was busting tackles, line breaks. Speed, we know, gets you a long way in NRL. uh, It does transfer to super coach scoring. So, yeah, one for down the track and just very impressive.
1: Kempe still reckons his debut was better, but not bad for Miller. (laughs) Uh,
0: Sunday afternoon,
1: 2 o'clock, we've got the Bulldogs taking on the Dragons. Uh, One that really flew under the radar that I think is interesting, Max King has been named on the edge, Jackson in 13. I do wonder if there's a world where Jackson just wants his 13 jersey Mm. and they do end up swapping over again. Uh, But Max King, if he's on an edge, he could be an interesting one because he's sort of fallen off a cliff the last few weeks. He's a bigger body. He's got an offload. Uh, He's one of those guys that when I, look, when I think about him straight away on the edge, I go, that's not going to work. But maybe it does have a little bit of potential to it. Heading into round 13, <clears throat> when he's only scoring 30 a week at the moment, it's a pun I'm happy
0: to take. Huge, yeah. And it, it's not as if, you know, the current coach at the club after 10 rounds has gone, oh, I'm under pressure. I need to change something. Let's put him on the edge. He sat there. They've got a new coach coming, an interim coach, of course. Maybe he likes King on the edge and he's seen something that Trent Barrett didn't. So... You know, any additional minutes going into round 13 for anyone who's held, which I think most people should have. He, he'll, like, he'll be the first bloke gone round 14. Any additional minutes. The, the worry is obviously TPJ is playing off the bench. Mm. So, you know, King's minutes might not change too much. But for a bloke who wasn't playing big minutes anyway, exciting. And w- But when you consider how they used TPJ last week and it was so successful...
1: I do wonder if maybe King will stay out there. It'll be It's a wait and see anyway, but it is very interesting heading into round 13. Dragons, uh, not much doing there. No real Supercoach <coughs> relevant changes or any real changes realistically. Uh, four o'clock, the Raiders take on the Parramatta Eels. Few changes for the Raiders. Savage at one. Croker returns in the three. Croker, sorry. Croker, Croker. What the Jesus, fuck am I saying? I'm having a out, shocker. Uh, and Jamal Fogarty snuck back in there in the seven. I I—I uh, still thought he was a couple of weeks away. Um, yeah, Canberra. Have they, have they turned the corner? What's doing?
0: I mean, three from three on the uh, three on the trot. Big wins there as well. You know, they they didn't knock off. Nobody's knocked off South Sydney. Although Maddie, sorry, but they're not far off. Nobody's at the moment. They are battling. Um, they, them, they're Sharkies as well. So, I'm not going going to go too far ahead and say they've turned a corner, but. You know, we were like they definitely needed a win. Now they've got three on the trot. They're looking all right. Fogarty's such a huge in for them. Uh, we finally get to see him and Jackie White and playing together. Really exciting. You know, Croker coming back with a bit of experience there. They lose chance, but uh, it's interesting to see what the, the Raids can dish up this week. I
1: think the Bunnies t- coach took the same approach as uh, Matty the Waterboy. Didn't bother <laughs> opening his team this Forgot week. To do his team uh, let's have a look at the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i in the thirteen. He did play through the middle quite a bit last week, uh, which is a serious worry because he was bailed out with a try assist on the last play of the game. Mm. So if you are someone that never got Isaiah Papali, you might have yourself a little get-out-of-jail card here. I still think he'll do well, but it is a worry. Nia Corey out on the edge, and Wonga Blake returns on the wing for Parramatta. Still got Sebo, Sean Russell in the squad, so stay tuned for potential changes there. Papali not playing round 13, obviously, but... Uh, being named in the thirteen jersey is a bit of a worry.
0: A little bit of a worry. The thing is, he's that good that even if he does regress to a sixty sixty five minute role, um, he's so good. And you know we're lacking sort of genuine options at front row forward, particularly with Payne Haas about to go onto an Origin campaign. He's he's a season long keeper regardless. It might impact his scoring, but he's just a bloke. I think you have to have even if he does plays a lock. The big one in that Parramatta at Eels side is obviously Ryan Madison, who's one of the most traded in players this week. Named to start last week, ended up playing off the bench. He's been named off the bench again this week with a four-forward bench. Like, I'm a fan of him as well, but, geez, they love Nia don't they? To bring him back from injury after one, like he played one game this season, and start him on the edge ahead of Ryan Madison um, and Nathan Brown. Um, Maddo, lots of people jumping on this week. I just think, break even 41, it, it, by next week. I do want to see his minutes play out. Like if he was if he played eighty minutes last week and he was named stadium this week, you be like, shit. We just need to get this bloke in. But now I'm happy to wait to round fourteen, particularly with the potential Origin call up looming. Uh, happy to sit back and wait on Mado. But you know he could come out and t- turn up again. And I could be eating my words, so we'll see. Well, mate, the worry was that he scored
1: tries the last two weeks and went 91-107, hundred and seven. Didn't score a meaty this week. Moved from thirteen to the bench. Still scored ninety fucking one.
0: Yeah, and 65 minutes with that four forward bench and four good forwards as well. So um, just really intrigued by the, the forward rotation that Brad Arthur goes with in, in that side because he's stacked with options.
1: Fucking effective offload can take you
0: a long way, can't it? Yeah, it six of them or something on the yeah. weekend? Oh, batshit crazy. Gold. <laughs> The SC Playbook podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice, Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521 1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session
1: all right, let's dive. Those are our team lists uh, for round 12. Everything covered there. Now, some hot topics this week. Obviously, round 13, we did a deep dive last week. What sort of numbers are you hoping to have for next week or what sort of numbers is it looking like you'll have next week?
0: Well, I'm on track for 15 if town plays and that'll be using six trades between now and then, which I'm more than happy to do having a few in the bank. Um they're quite good numbers. I've been planning for a while for it and, and sort of, as I said, saving those trades has helped in terms of going hard at the buy period. Like, if you're sitting there with 12 or 13, like, don't be disheartened by that because, you know, maybe my team is a little weaker elsewhere for whatever reason because I've gone hard at this buy period. We know that it's not a strong buy round. There's not a lot of great super coach teams and probably more so players playing around 13. Um, if you've got anywhere from... And there's still a few dominoes to fall. Obviously, Town being the big one. But if you've got anywhere from 12 to 14, I wouldn't stress at all. Anything less than 12, I'd be looking... You know, if you are an overall player and not head-to-head focused, I'd be looking to make some moves in the next two weeks and try and get myself to 12 or 13. Because anything less is pretty concerning. Um, you know, there, there would be people out there who have 16, 17, which... I don't think it's too many, but they are people who have maybe left themselves short elsewhere. Uh, yeah, anywhere from, from 12 to 14, I'd be happy with. Where do you sit?
1: I think at the moment, at the end of this weekend, I will have 12 or 13 pending Taoma Lolo. Um, mate, I look at teams that have, you know, I've had guys that have sent me their team and they've got 17 mm. or they will have 17, and, you know, they're good sides, but. A lot of those guys they've brought in, they're going to have to trade out again over the next few weeks. They're not season keepers. So I'm very hesitant to go all in. I've been thinking the last few weeks, how good is this? I'm I'm going to have a boost. I'm going to have four trades next week. That's going to be unreal. The more I look at it, the more I think maybe I don't need to use Mm. four trades like I anticipate. I'll probably use three. uh, But, mate, even three, I'm not too sure. I'm very interested to watch Ruben Garrick this week. I want to, you know, Joey Manu is another one to consider. But I also want to watch the Canberra Raiders this week because if they play well again...
0: There's a few options there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, we'll and, short, and you know?
1: like, it minimises the, the Roosters for me as well who have to go to Canberra whilst these boys are going well. It, it's, there's, there's a lot of really guys that you need to watch very closely this weekend.
0: Massive watches, and, and, I mean, you talk about blokes with 16, 17... Teams with 16, 17 players this week. And they might include Valia's, uh, Toletau Coolers, Joseph Sovalis, who are all capable of scoring 10 to 20 points... If they all go low and don't deliver, you throw Kiraz in there in the back of a Bulldogs back line, you know, they might score 800 points for the week. It's like, well, Matt, I invested for this big round, but I've scored 100 or 150 points more than people with 12. They've saved trades and they're set up for round 17. So it's like, it's not the be-all and end-all. So just, I think, as we said, if you bring in blokes like Garrick, um, Joey Manu, these blokes who are guns and you can probably hold for the season... It's a different story, but don't just bring an extra number for the sake of an extra number. If it's some um, 250K bloke, who will get you 20 points. Yeah, the,
1: the beauty of 13 is, well, you get two bites at the cherry, you get a VC, you get a captain. <clears throat> I mean, if, if if people just hit one pod VC or captain, the whole all your trades are fucking irrelevant. All of a sudden, you know. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm really looking forward to it. Round thirteen. Let's talk about some pods heading into that week. I threw down a couple of random names here. So, from the first game, we have got the Titans against the North Queensland Cowboys. For uh, Fida, he could be an interesting one. Hammer comes into this side. I've had drink water for a couple of weeks. I don't think he's probably a pod anymore, but I personally think he's got the ability to be the top point scorer of the week out of that game. Uh, who, who are you looking at from that guy?
0: From the the first game of that round, what was it? Yeah, Cowboys Titans. Cowboys Titans. So many of the Cowboys, mate. Um, yeah. Which we'll get to why I'll be waiting on pretty well all of them in the next topic. But you know, you know your Cotters, your Robsons, your all these sort of like not so much Nani. Um, Hammer hasn't the hammer come into contention big time there starting on the wing. He's what 280k or something. Potentially drop a bit more coin this week with another tough match or very tough matchup. Penrith in Penrith as hard as it gets. So the hammer, provided he misses Origin selection, I think look he's not a must have play on the wing, but on what we've seen him do in limited time this year and when he was starting it looks a massive massive buy for me. At the Titans, Dave um, he's the only one that I'd probably consider. They're just. Not looking terrific on field. I don't like any of their supercoach options. Anyone who, like, Bo is ticking over okay, but I wouldn't be investing in him. So, at the Titans, I do one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not overly keen investing into the Titans. The Panthers play the Bulldogs the next game. Yeah, there's a couple of Panthers here you could go. Probably Dylan Edwards might be the pick of the bunch there for me. I think Canterbury's interesting. Obviously, coming up against the Penrith side, that would be missing a heap of troops. Is it, it is at Penrith, so they'll still put on a good performance. One that I'm keeping my eye on, and it's a long shot. A few dominoes have to fall, but I personally don't think Matt Dufty can stay in this team all that much longer. If Averillo happens to get that fullback spot, he could be a huge pot in that game.
0: Averillé had not even considered him, mm. but maybe a sneaky one there, yeah. Matty Burton's another one who's finding a bit of form. Um, like, I'm happy to invest in Kiraz because he's got like a neg 80 break even, his bottom dollar. He frees up cash, he's around 13 number. And on top of that, he just looks good, both NRL and supercoach. He bust tackles, he looks lively. So, in terms of paying top dollar for like a Maddie Burton or Averillé, really not top dollar, but more expensive, I just. I can't bring myself to do it. I don't think Penrith, Penrith are a great pod hunting team um, for this origin period. Guys like Abbey Coruscant played 67 minutes, 80 minutes, 80 minutes the last three weeks for a three-round average of 67 points, solid enough, 517k. Again, probably not a season-long keeper. So whether or not, in saying that, Harry Grant's the standout hooker, Cooks, a pretty clear second best but there's no real sort of standout second so you know who knows maybe you can pick Appy uh, Jerome Luai is a bloke who I've always had a soft spot for because I bought him when I finished runner up a few years back I started the year with Luai and he was one of them money makers early on a lot of people sold before I think the first buy round or might have been after the first buy round for whatever reasons I just held on to him held on to him held on to him he had a bit of a mid-season lull didn't really play him and the back end of the season when numbers were, were vital and people were running short, couldn't feel to 17, I still had Luai and he just went on a tear the last five rounds. So a soft spot for Luai, neg 2017 break even, 475k, back-to-back scores of 102 and 84 against the Roosters in Melbourne. Um, look, he was pretty or- ordinary prior to that, but we know there's upside there. Uh, he's not just a pod, he's a super pod for next week. Probably not for me, but... He's going to um, play Origin, though. Yeah, I was thinking after origin. Oh, after yeah, origin. Right, yeah. gotcha. Okay, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, and and that's I just... Whether he gets rested after round 13 as well, potentially, but I just... He excites me. He excites me dying a bit like kick-out. He can go low, but geez, he can go high. Yeah. I don't
1: nah. know if I can do low-high, but... <laughs> insane that my Yeah. Fuck, it's hard to... These key positions of half-back, 5'8", full-back, fuck, it's hard to fit pods in it there. It is,
0: it is. And we look at, say, I mean, Cody Walker's probably a hole because of that round 17 coverage. But with well, the bunnies are throwing up, Cody, I think has been flattered by a few circumstances, which have helped the bunnies and that, but he's not looking terrific. So you get, you know, I think he's a decent trade out opportunity for Luai in the best team in the competition. Um, Look, we'll see what he throws up against the Cowboys this week because if he does and punches out 80 again, he's going to have a three-round average of like 90 points against the Storm Roosters Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, just one to have a look at, but again, not one we have to rush on.
1: Mate, I was so keen on Luai and the process, and I thought he was going to go crack. I thought Matt Burton leaving, it'll be his mm. edge again. All yeah. of a sudden, Kick-Out turns into fucking Wally Lewis <laughs> in the last 11 weeks and that's the only worry I have with Luai, but... For all those reasons, a great pot option all the same. Uh, the Manly Seagulls, they take on the New Zealand Warriors in round 13 Saturday night. Uh, mate, one guy I'm interested in here, I assume Jake Tavoriewicz plays Origin. I think Dylan Walker could be an interesting one in round 13. He'll come in and play through the middle. He could play really decent minutes there. Uh, I think DWZ is an interesting one for the New Zealand Warriors. We know that Rishi Walsh, is playing... Uh, a lot down that right edge. They sort of swapped a little bit last week, but is now out of this side. Mm. CHT <coughs> somehow comes back into this side after announcing he's not going to play next year, which is an interesting one. But we know that he plays left side. So DWZ with SJ and with Reese Walsh, he's another sort of pod player you could consider in this game. Who are you looking at, Manly Warriors?
0: Yeah, for sure. And again, just with the Warriors, their form, now missing their two B boys, I'm really concerned about how the Warriors are going to go without Lodge and Fanua Blake. Hopefully Fanua Blake is only out for a couple of weeks. But I just think... <clears throat> They are dominated through the middle. I just don't see where the points are going. The backs aren't going to have a platform to put anything on. Um, in this side, Toru Harris, he's pretty close to a must. I think P- probably not this week. I think there's a question on it later, but next week, came back in big minutes on the weekend. Uh, his base is he, like he's a bloke you can get in next week that is a season long keeper. Um, really keen on Toru. Jazz is a bit of a watch. Elsewhere, I'm not really keen on any Warriors. Manly, Ruben Garrick's obviously the one, but you know he's not exactly a pod, is he? He's one yeah. that stands out to everyone. He'll be highly owned next week. There's a few issues around him with Tommy Turbo being out of the team. There'll be no DCE next week. Um, yeah, elsewhere, I already own Olukowatu. Again, not exactly a pod as such, so I think he's a great pickup next week, provided he misses Origin, which he should.
1: Yeah. The more I think about Dill Walker, the more I'm interested, knowing that the Warriors are going to be missing middles now. Dill Walker
0: is a really interesting one that I, I definitely hadn't considered. So what have we got here? 320K, averaging 39 for the season in 41 minutes. So you think they could bring him in as the starting 13?
1: I, I don't know if he starts in the 13, but he's I just think there's a world where he plays more minutes there. I think they're going to have a lot of young guys on that bench. I mean, Marty Tapao has seemingly fallen off the side of the earth there mm. at Manly. If Matt Lodge hasn't signed with them by then, all speculation, but if Matt Lodge hasn't signed with them by then and Jerbo walks out, I think Jill Walker could be an interesting How, how many there.
0: minutes, if he's averaging 41 this season, how many minutes do you think he needs to be Supercoach relevant next
1: week? Uh, I... But but, but but that's the thing. Against this Warriors pack, If he, even if he plays 40 minutes, he all right, could, he could carve them through the middle. You've got to remember as well that Schuster, we assume he's going to play six. So that means that's another forward mm. that has to shift out to the left edge. So there's one less experienced forward coming off that bench or through the middle as well. So, yeah, I'm sort of talking myself into him. And if Ola Kawatu's out, fuck me. Mate. Good luck to you. Yeah, Let me cheers. know how it goes. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. All right. The Canberra Raiders and the Sydney Roosters, the last game of that week. Canberra's an interesting one. If they do a number or just perform well against Parramatta this week, I'll be very interested in guys like Hudson Young, Tapanay, Matty Tomoko maybe as a real pod. Don't know if I've got the balls to do it. But Hudson, Tapanay, two that I am interested in. Who have you got from the raids?
0: You love your, your mokes,
1: don't you? I do. I'm, um, a, I'm a homeboy from uh, Joey
0: Taffany's the one that sort of springs to mind for me. He, he's always been a good super coach player when the minutes are there. And he's, it's never worried him whether he's been an 80-minute player or a 50-minute player, because he's played 80 minutes on an edge in the past at times. Then he's moved back to the middle and been a 50-minute player. He just gets through so much more work when he plays lesser minutes, particularly when he is in the middle for obvious reasons. Taps. He's been terrific this season. He's locked down a big-minute role. So averaging 49 minutes for the year, which is fine. So he averaged 55 points in 41 minutes last year, which is nuts. Points per minute of 1.35. Crazy, crazy numbers. Taps, he also played 62 minutes last week, which is – like, he's playing that, you just get him in. Dual front row, second row, 535K. I love him because I speak often about front rowers, and, and I don't like – blokes like David Clemmer who have no upside and no ceiling where you know if they punch out 70 every week and average 70 that's tremendous and they're doing a job but I love your taps who who can score tries who offload who can set tries up and just for starters they're just way more exciting to own uh, and funner to watch so taps is one that yeah I really don't mind there particularly if If Lolo doesn't get named it next week, a cheeky little trade from Lolo to him might be a good one. Uh, And I think you can hold him for the season. So, yeah, taps I don't mind there. Uh, Xavier Savage is one that comes into cheapy calculations. He's about 215, 220K. Look, not someone I'm overly keen on, but if he comes out and brains it at fullback this Mm -hmm. week, Charns, Clock said's out for a pretty lengthy period. So the risk there is if he plays trash... He could get hooked. Rap could be at fullback within 20 minutes. He could not play next week. So definitely not one I'd go early on, but he's so, so cheap. And when people spoke about him earlier in the year before he ended up not being named for round one, there were so many fullbacks. He's only at fullback. So you're sitting there going, you know, where would I bring him in? Like, I've got Tamari Martin as my second fullback at the moment. Yeah. So I think things have changed a little bit there. Um, a speculative one and one to wait on this week for a bit of a look.
1: They play the Roosters in round 13, mate. I have a look at the Chooks and I, obviously I'm going to be very dependent on how the Canberra Raiders played this week, but obviously they're outside backs. A uh, few guys to look... Uh, I think we've all got Suwali or we should all have Suwali. Uh, Joey Manu, he'll play fullback. He's an option. Daniel Tupou, always an option. Paul Momorowski in the forwards. Obviously, Nat Butcher, we've spoken about him. Uh, Angus Crichton, I'm assuming he will play Origins. Mm. So, Stili Tupanua will start. Can I throw a little curly one at you? Go, one to mate. consider. So I have a look at this Roosters side. If Lindsay Collins plays origin 2, I'm not sure if he will, but if he does, if Lindsay goes, if Angus goes, Sotili will come in, Butcher will probably play on an edge, Takiyahu will move into the front row. Terrell May, now he made his debut last week. Only played, I think, 17 minutes, scored 21. Not overly impressive, Um, depending on what he does this week. He could be a guy that he could bump his minutes up to 45 or 50 in that game. Uh, He's at basement price there. You could actually downgrade to him and maybe actually collect a bit of money over the next few weeks for the Chooks. You would have to assume Mm. that at some point your Angus Crichton, your Lindsay Collins will be rested for the Sydney Roosters. Your Aria Hargraves, these sort of guys, they look exhausted to me at the moment. It's a long season. I wouldn't be surprised to see him grab a little bit of coin and potentially collect you, not a heap of money, but a little bit of money uh, heading into the back end.
0: Yeah, very, very sneaky one. And. Don't mind it. <clears throat> the Roosters also play Saturday 5.30, backing up from Origin 1. So, one of the earlier games in the round. So, you know, whether these Crichtons and co who do play Origin play big minutes and, and get rest come that round, more chance of a game there. Um, he'd have to score well this week to get that break even to, you know, neg 30 or 40 to go, all right, he only needs a couple of games to make us 100k. If he only punches out another 20 this week, I just can't see the money-making potential. So a uh, very speculative watch on this week. But, you know, if he, he'd probably need to nearly jag an attacking stat this week in limited minutes because I don't see where the minutes are going to come from to justify or to see him getting 30 or 40 in base and getting a decent score. But, mate, if you can come in and do something there, yeah, one to have a bit of a look at. And I'm with you. I think Angus Crichton plays Origin. Freddie loves him. But if he were to miss out, he becomes target number one next week. Yep, for sure. All right. Now, a couple of guys for round
1: 13 that people are looking at this week, but for me, I think you wait and see. Um, you know, It's hard sitting around with your hands in your pockets mm. watching guys, but I think there's a few that you have to. First one, we sort of spoke about him before, Tamalolo. Just fucking wait. Just be patient.
0: Yeah, like if you've traded him out, reverse trade now. Yeah. Like for the sake of one week, if he doesn't get named next week and you can trade him next week, just reverse trade and hold on to the boat.
1: Now, we spoke about Hammer coming in. <laughs> It's got an unbelievable domino effect on this Cowboy side Supercoach sides. Jakey Granville, he comes back into the side. Um, I speak to a lot of people who tell me, nah, Jake Granville will just play a lock role. And I say to them, have you got Robson? They go, yes. And I think there's a little <laughs> bit of bias there. Personally, Todd Payton has shown this year, You know, he, he's done it with Drinky the last few weeks. He's done it with different guys that he will rest guys to give other fellas minutes and opportunity to play. He has said openly in the media before that he changes his... You know, nineteen to twenty-five every single week, so that those guys can go and play minutes in cup footy. I personally think if they are winning in this game in round thirteen against the Titans, which I think they will be, I think he will give Reese Robson a bit of a spell.
0: I'm putting the red sharpie through him. Where do you sit? It's Through him? Jeez. Um, I'm with you. I, I'd like. It's great that you've got a hooker who can play eighty minutes, but you don't need him to play eighty minutes. And when you've got a hooker on the bench, like. It's unlucky for Coda. Well, sorry, Cotter, um Robson, at least, super coach wise, that Granville is like the perfect bench utility because he can now he can cover fullback, outside backs, halves, and hooker. <clears throat> so when you, you don't need to take off your under seven, so the only way you really inject him is in as a hooker. Like you, I mean, you can play him as a thirteen, but you know, he's not a big body, is he? And then if you have him in there, Robson isn't a massive body either. So you've got two sort of smaller blokes in there. Um, He's done all season when Granville's been in there. Robson has played anywhere from 50 to 60 minutes where he's not super coach relevant. He's not going to hurt you, but uh, off the top of my head, I did some analysis on it last week, but it was something like they've played five or six games together with Granville off the bench. And I think Robson had one score over 50 and like four or five under 50. Mm. And that was the worry. I wanted to bring in Robson last week, but I just thought there's one injury in, in this back line away from the hammer starting... Granville on the bench, and it, it's a concern. So very interesting watch on Robson's minutes this week. Uh, if he plays 65-plus, I'll likely get him in next week. Anything less, which I'm expecting, uh, I won't. But it's also based around the next bloke, and that's Reuben Cotter. I've just had Chris Randall sitting there, not playing for me for a, a long time now, waiting for round 13 to go, I want you to go to Reuben Cotter if Cotter mm. misses origin. He's my number one target. Robson I like as well, but as I said, that turned on its head now. Um, again, just a huge watch this week. You know, if if Robson plays 50 minutes, Cotter plays Origin, I've got Randall sitting there. Does have become an option? Like, all lot of different moving parts this week. Yeah,
1: I get what you're saying about Robson, but I also think regardless of his minutes this week, this this week's against the Penrith Panthers. This is a test for them to see where they're at. Mm. I just think it's a different kettle of fish against the Titans the week after. Yeah. During a bye week. That's my only worry. Um, let's talk Xavier Savage. You mentioned him before at the Canberra Raiders. Um, not a guy that I'll be going to, but he's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, we know what he can do with ball in hand. His base starts to be pretty ordinary, but... <sighs> just a cheapy flyer uh, and, and it'll, it'll take a certain team and a certain team makeup. Like teams with say Teddy at fullback with uh, Nico Hines, they won't be in a position to really do it. And, and you know, maybe some teams are like myself with um, Tamari Martin and you go, there's not real, a lot of risk in it, but you know, as I said, if he does, there's every chance that he, it sounds harsh, especially being a Raiders fan, but if he, we know how raw he is. Ricky's shown by not picking him a lot of times this year that he doesn't have a lot of trust in him. Yeah. If he gets dragged midway through the game next week, like he could fare to him get seven points and then just be this AE nightmare um, sitting at, in that reserved fullback spot. So, look, it'd take something special this week, but I think he's got it in him. Um, not for me, but again, let's reassess this time next week. Yeah, and for all these guys that aren't for us, could be cracking pods realistically. And, and that's it. Yeah. Exactly right, mate. Uh, let's
1: move back to the Cowboys. mate. I can't believe how much I'm talking about the North Queensland yeah. Cowboys. My entire draft preseason was don't go near the Cowboys. I've now traded in to try and get their half back last night. I'm talking about them all day today. Nani, I was having a look at some of his scores. Uh, you know, scoring tries, unbelievable. I think he's, he's had like three or four scores that are pretty average when he hasn't scored tries and whatnot. I just... He looks like a bit of a trap to me. You're relying on tries, and when that's a center or a winger in a good side, I can understand. Cowboys, I don't know. As much, as well as he's going, if he doesn't score a try for six weeks, is anyone going to be surprised,
0: realistically? No, that's it, mate. He, he scored 10 tries in 11 games, which <sighs> says two things. And he's averaging 56 points. That's so terrible. Two, that's two, two, that's two shocking. Two things. A, holy shit, the dude can play. And B, he's so reliant on attacking stats. Yeah. So he's... He's in a similar super coach mold to Viliami Kikau in that he's an 80-minute back rower up with a base of 35, which is horrific. I think Kikau's like 32 base or something, but he needs attacking stats to come his way. Kikau, I'm like, he's in the best team in the comp and he's so good uh, and, and a veteran now of the game, despite being, what, he's still young. How old Viliami Kikau? Not real old, Not mate. that old, yeah. Um, he's, he's becoming a veteran of the game, a lot of experience behind him. I expect him to get attacking stats. Nanai, it's like, yeah, it's becoming that way. But as you said, he could go on a stretch of five games without it. When he hasn't scored a try this season, he has scores of 59, 30, 37 and 56. So, you know, we're looking at a 45 average there. You're paying 500k for him. Uh, There's an outside chance he plays Origin. I don't think he will. But again, it's not one you need to take a risk on this week. If you do think he continue that attacking upside um, and you want him, get him next week just in case. Because if you did get picked for origin, you're going, what have I done? He scored
1: 10 tries in 11 weeks, Nanai. And he has more scores under 40 than scores above 60 as a second rower. Yeah, there you go. He's carrying a red flag around with him yeah. for me. If he, if he keeps scoring, if he scores another 11 tries for the end of this season, I'll go, good luck to him. He'll still finish with a 60 average. Yeah. No, thanks. All right, let's move to... Is there anyone else you want to touch on as pods there? Have we sort of covered or, or guys that yeah, you think there, are worth watching there's in
0: 13? One, there's one that... I wouldn't say speculative because he's playing awesome footy, uh, but Murray to mm. uh Just a bit of a smoky one, averaging 53 for the season. Look, he scored a fair few tries, base of 24. So, again, he's a guy who is try-reliant, but with how good North Queensland are playing, with how good Scotty Drinkwater is there feeding his wingers, um, you know, 510k, break even 24. He's one of them blokes who who you could just not blink an eyelid at all season and then all of a sudden he finishes the season with a 60 average, um, you know, might score a decent one on on the round 13 bye week and go and be a perfect fifth centre wing to play on match up each week. So what I mean by that is, Like, he might finish the season with a a 55 average. But if you sit him for games down the track against Penrith, Melbourne, the Roosters, Parramatta, and play him against the Tigers, Dogs, whoever the weaker sides in the competition are, he might average 80 against those sides and 40 against the other side. So as far as your team's concerned, he averaged 80 points. Um, So, again, not necessarily one that I'll go with, but... Like I can see that happening, and he's a super pod, and I, I really do think he's worth consideration.
1: You might have just uh, <laughs> won me over. There. I'm going to put that in the duffel bag. Okay, let's have a look at some questions sent in by you guys this week. Our first one comes from Stan FJ underscore fifteen. Good idea to trade Taff out for Kiraz. Obviously, he's doing this via Jules. I would assume has Nico Hines in the fullback role, swaps him with Taff, and brings. Uh,
0: one of his, and then trades tough out, brings the CTW down, which is exactly what I'm doing this week. How do you feel about this move? Yeah, lock that one in, mate. Looks a pretty safe trade, doesn't it? Kiraz, as I mentioned earlier, I hate going outside backs from the weaker sides in the competition. Goes against everything I, I believe in in Supercoach, particularly in the modern era with these high-scoring games and ceilings. But Kiraz, looks great. I think it's a negative 80 break even. Just, you've got to get him in. This next one is a
1: question from everyone, essentially, <clears throat> and, mate, Fuck, he is a pain in my ass, Chris Randall. Every week I look at my score, I go, I'm doing really well. I look at my team, I think, how good is it? Then I scroll up and I just see him sitting there mm. just going, what the fuck am I going to do with you? From a super coach point of view, I was kind of hoping that we w- that AFB would be out for a little bit longer and I'd go to Jazz mm. and I was feeling reasonably confident about that with him back now. I don't know, Cotter, Jazz, Robson... All have question marks over them. Wolford, shocked me. Played 25 minutes on the weekend. Yeah, caught, we 17. caught the spray for that one, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> that bastard out there that owes me 50 bucks is watching. Come find me. Um,
0: yeah, what what do we do with Randall? I've got no idea. Uh, this has been in my, uh, my plans for a fair while now, as I said. And Ruben Cotter is, f- by far and away, my number one target if he misses Origin selection next week, which... Would you call it nearly 50-50 at this stage? It's very tight. I've been
1: very confident in playing Origin. I sat down and did my Queensland team yesterday. And, yeah, I got to the bench and I I wrote him down. Then I thought, it's a bit of a small bench. Do Mm. I – I think it was – I can't remember. I think it was maybe Flegler. I was tossing up him or Flegler. And maybe they do go the size of Flegler. I'm not sure. I I just – I look at Cotter and I just think Billy Slater will look at him and he'll just see Dallas Johnson. Yeah. We know how important he was to that Queensland side. But, I mean, if Cotter – uh, if Cotter isn't picked for origin, he's the go-to guy. But, mate, I also think there's a world where you could get Cotter for 13 and he could play
0: game two and game three as well. So, But that doesn't worry me, mate, because we get him for round 13, which is the key buy coverage. Mm. Uh, and then <clears throat> the issue – well, actually, it's not an issue. It's a, it's a later That's issue. Fair. But, no, I was, I was going to say uh, the Cowboys play Friday um, after origin one and origin three, so rests are an issue. But if he's not playing origin one – then he'll play big minutes or standard minutes come round 14. Yeah, he might play some fewer minutes round 18 after missing round 17, but he was missing round 17 anyway. So yeah, um, okay. we know middle origin is rep round, so that's not impacting anything. So Cotter for me, uh, and then honestly, it, it sort of goes between Randall to Jazz, Randall to Robson. It's just a watch for me this week on everything we've already mentioned. Wolford is just a trap. Unless Tommy Starling gets injured and Wolford starts playing big minutes, he's a trap.
1: Mate, I think if Stalin does get injured, <coughs> they'll go find someone else. Right,
0: exactly right. Yep. Well, mate, they've they've got they've got a roster spot available, so they'll they'll find someone. Like yep. they're they're in the market for a hooker basically
1: and they also you know, Ricky spoke about it, they have used as and nine in the preseason, mm. so they have also got him now. Adam Elliott. Adam Elliott, yeah, it's Crazy. Um, now, mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about Jazz, but I'm gonna roll it into our next question because what I was considering doing this week is moving one of my two RFs, maybe it was Burbo, um, to Jazz, and then next week moving Jazz to Hooker and moving Randall to Torhu Harris. Who that's our next question from Jonas underscore Hempy. Torhu Harris this week or next? I'm looking at him for next week. What do you think of that move with Jazz? I know it's a lot of Warriors, and that's a Bit of a worry, but Jazz up to hooker next week for who in this 2RF. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah. No, I think the trade is fine. And it's one that initially I was just like, next week, next week, next week. Torhu's basically a game and a half back from injury. Um, like a lengthy injury as well. A bloke who's had injuries in the past. So I hate going early on them. <clears throat> that being said, I think it comes down to your team makeup. If... Like I know like my team exactly all the blokes you've already mentioned, like there's so many watches this week, and I want to go hard with four trades next week. I'm happy to wait on a lot of blokes. Torhu's a bloke, I know that barring injury uh he'll be coming into my team so i'm I'm very happy to get Kiraz in as one trade this week, my second trade I'm not sure of, I want to have a look at blokes. if I know Torhu's coming in next week, well, I don't hate the idea of him this week, you know he's got a pretty high triple figure break even, so he will drop a bit of coin but you know, nothing too substantial. So you can go earlier in this week. Um, but, you know, if you've got other two trades sorted out, everyone will be getting Kiraz. I'd, in a perfect world, wait till next week.
1: All right, let's let's uh, let's air out all of our dirty Warriors laundry with our last question. Comes <laughs> from AJ1989. Then we'll move back to the others. Is SJ <laughs> worth a look? Now, on paper, SJ's worth a great look. Uh, if you gave me a blank resume and said... Minus 28, break even, 360k, halfback 5'8, looks unreal, plays 13, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Um, he's just lost his two middles. Uh, last week, he had probably the worst 96 <laughs> performance I've seen. Uh, he had two try-assists on knockdowns that, you know, Moses Sully sort of stood there and watched. He had a try, which was a good run. It was all good. I think it was one of his four runs that he had. Um, <laughs> In the six weeks leading up to that, he went above 35-0 times. So SJ is a huge punt, especially going to Brookvale Oval in round 13. Blank resume, it's great, but apply just an inch of common sense, and I think it says no, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, he's just you just knew SJ was going to crop up into the conversation at some point yeah. this year, didn't you, despite his form. He's a bloke I'd just love to own. We all love SJ. Um, they said 96 last week, 56 the week before. Prior to that, what he had, one, two, three, four, five, six, six scores in a row under 50. His four prior scores to his last two weeks were under 30. He just, as you said, I'm so concerned about how the Warriors are going to go without their two big boppers out. The other thing you've got to remember with SJ when you think, all right, he's been such a super coach, gun for so many years, including last year when he was fit and going before another injury – was goal kicking he's not goal kicking now so you take that out of his scoring his base is 18 so with goal kickers you can, you can effectively add you know maybe 10 or so points to their base each week and go even on a shit week he should score 30 like sj can score 15 we've seen it this season so you know it'd take a bold person to do it as you said manly in round 13 who despite missing a few at four pines park still a tough one into Cronulla, into penrith he's not a season-long keeper He's also not 250K, he's 370K, so it's, a, it's an awkward amount to be paying for him. Yeah, if he was sub 300K, maybe you can gamble, but oh geez, he'd have to have a very, very good week this week for me. And even then, so he's going to be over 400K, so no. Nah.
1: And you've made some cracking points So I agree with all of them. I think the other thing to consider with SJ is that it is raining everywhere you fucking go in this country. Yeah. SJ is not a wet-weather footballer when it comes to supercoach as well. All right, Warriors. Done and dusted. We can clean our hands free of that for another week. Let's have a look at some other questions. Uh, First one comes from at NRL Deadly. I think he's got a gig two weeks in a row. Uh, Jacob Kiraz, job security. I personally think it's good. Um, Josh Adokar is going to play State of Origin. He's going to play three games. He might get rested in between that. Uh, But, mate, even with Josh Adokar, I think Kiraz is pretty safe. We know that Phil Gould, he put out a tweet the other day saying that he liked him. Mm. So he's been... Kissed on the dick by a fairy there, which pretty much <laughs> yeah. locks him in to the team, I think, if Gus yeah. is a fan. Um, I think Kiraz is uh, pretty safe as houses, to be honest with you. What do
0: you reckon? Mate, the only issue with Gus liking him is that he'll probably play Origin and not be by coverage for us <laughs> next week. So, a <laughs> bit of a concern there. Um, no, I'm with you, mate. He just he passes all the eye tests. He looks terrific. Um, I'm a bit harsh on Jaden Ochenbaugh because I, I just I don't think he's terrific. Um, so, he's basically taken Ochenbaugh's spot there. As you mentioned... Without a car being out over the origin period, he'll get runs there. We Look, he's about to make a ton of cash. He'll play around 13, which is the only one we really need him for. Even if for some reason he did get dropped and came in sporadically in a handful of games here and there, he'll make his money. After next week, I don't really care if he gets dropped because he'll be leaving my side as soon as he peaks in cash anyway. So... Um, all things going to plan, he'll be a trade come about round fifteen at say three fifty, hopefully more k. Um, I said, all I care about is next week for Jacob Caraz.
1: This is a bit of a home run, no brainer, isn't it?
0: You've ju- you've got to get him in. Just yeah. get him in.
1: Yeah. yeah. Don't out- don't overthink it. Just get him like in.
0: he's capable in that dogs team of scoring twenty and twenty, which would be like worst case scenario. With a neg eighty break even, he's still gonna make decent coins. So Yeah,
1: he, mate, he's to be fair, like I, I thought I'm just having to get his stats up now, but I, I thought he looked pretty good. Like his base has been 30, 26, pretty Solid. handy. Um I mean, he just he just seems to break tackles. He just seems to get those shit yeah. little see you later. I'm more concerned about
0: what have you got? Dragons this week and then Penrith who'll be under strength yep. into Parramatta. I'm more concerned about the Dogs losing 50 nil and him only getting about three touches of the ball as opposed to what he's capable of doing, and that's the problem with these weaker sides.
1: All right, last question. It's a really interesting one. This one comes from at Ryan McDonald, and it's been a weird supercoach season. Uh, There's a lot of good players that I'm in regular contact with, a lot of mates that I consider to be good supercoach, classic players that, um, whether it be Turbo or other moves they've made, they've just been fucking fisted this year and they're really Mm. struggling. I'm poorly ranked, what big move would you make if you wanted to get back up there? Now, we're obviously talking pods. Is there anyone that sort of stands out for you?
0: Yeah, well, tactically speaking, it's one that you touched on earlier, and it's vice-captains through the origin period in rounds 13 and 17, a great opportunities to go while people will go, go more reliable blokes. So round 13, what have we got? Next week, game one of the round is Titans and Cowboys, so heaps of people will be going blokes like... Scotty Drinkwater um, in the Penrith game. It might be a kick out, Or you might go stuff it. I'll, I'll go against the grain and go a left-field vice-captain. If they go nuts um, and score 100-plus and then a skipper option, very popular skipper op- option, next week goes and scores 50, boom, there's a massive swing straight away. So vice-captains in round 13 and round 17. And then the other one is just the blokes we touched on with, with pods, um, particularly origin period pods where you know, people wouldn't be going near them because they're not keepers, but, you, like, you can get blokes at 2 3% ownership with high ceilings and, and guys like Murray Lungi uh, mm. come, to, come to mind who, they could score a hat-trick on any given week. And and I said, in Lungi's example, I wouldn't be getting him this week with the Penrith game, but a, a perfect guy for it. Um, so just, origin period pods, there's always opportunities to climb the ranks. You don't need to get outlandish with it and just completely screw your season, but, um, Pods, 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 mate. And man, exactly.
1: like just looking around thirteen, there are a heap of guys that would be pods that could. I mean, drink water. You know, your Edwards, your owls. Josh Schuster. If he plays five eight, mm. he could be a really interesting Massive one. Pod. Ola Kawatu, Like most people have him, but I think people are captain in other directions. There's an absolute plethora of options there. Um, and as you said, you don't have to, you know, go all in and sink your season. But season's probably fucked as it is. Yeah. Realistically, so you might as well. And, and we take talk. A punt.
0: Yeah, we talk pods, uh, just as important, the old anti-pods. So going against Mm. the grain of the super popular players. So in the next few weeks where everyone goes to bring in, say, uh, Ruben Garricks and Joey that, they'll be very heavily owned among particularly overall players. You might say stuff it. I'll go against them. These guys are backs who can score 20 or 30 on any given week. So when everyone's loaded on them, you might have gone to Tualangi who's gone ton-ton. So it works in two ways.
1: Now, mate, we're getting to our captains for this week before we wrap it up. Really interesting week because I think a lot of us have got rid of Taff. We've probably bought Kiraz in, which probably means that you've got Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary in your halfback. So you can only choose one of them. Um, Hines obviously playing the Sydney Roosters. Nathan Cleary uh, going up against the Cowboys. Not really ideal matchups for either, but I mean, this Melbourne Storm side, they're not in great form either. Harry Grant returns to nine. Munster back in Melbourne, but they are playing Manly, who... I don't think they're a busted asshole side. I think they will show up there. Who sort of stands out to you as far as captains? I think it's going to be a tough week.
0: Really tough week. And more often than not, in a tough week, you just go with the tried and true in Nathan Cleary. Uh, And he's a very safe bet. Um, You talk about old mate wanting to go uh, climb the ranks and look for a left field play. Well, this week we'll probably don't go Cleary and don't go Nico Hines. Maybe look for something different. Um, for me, though, Nathan Cleary is just very safe. I put it on him last week, um, despite, it, again, a tough matchup for him. And vice-captain obviously has to be in the first game of the round, that Melbourne Manly game, and just screams in the mad dog, doesn't it, Munster?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just so nervous with how they look at the moment. But if Hughesy does play, that helps Munster a mm. lot, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards Cleary at the moment solely because they are playing out there at Penrith. um, And I think they'll know how important it is. I think Penrith will look at this game and go, this Cowboys side is a side that could pick up a lot of wins during the origin Mm -hmm. period. It's going to be important for them to get this one, I think. I think they'll be top four regardless. But we look at Penrith's season last year, how many players they lost during the origin period. I think, they'll, I think they'll be really up for this one. Six o'clock out there at Penrith. Um, yeah, I think Nathan Cleary is going to be the play for me.
0: Yeah, and even looking across the board, there's not a lot of great options. So yeah. I think it's one of them weeks where it might be a bit of a boring captaincy week, but that happens. All right, mate, we done and dusted? Sorted, mate.
1: All sorted. Feet How good, uh, Guys, make sure you get out this weekend. Buy yourself a case of Bloke in a Bar, the best beer in rugby league and in sport. Best of luck with all of your super coach options this weekend, your trades, your captains, all of the above, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday for beers and break evens. I believe you're taking a spell on me.
0: Yeah, mate, a mid-season spell. I mm. uh, just need to need to rest up a little bit. Uh, lethargic after a big start of the season. So, uh, I believe we've got uh, one of SC Playbook's finest in Adam Darusi coming on at this point. And mate, he's far smarter than I am. He's a stat man, uh, and he'll do he'll do a great job. Not overly hard, but we're very off to. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing things real tough, actually, actually, going up to Hamilton Island. Okay, <laughs> it, must nice. <laughs> it, must it must be, be real, nice. It must be nice outside of the top thousand. Good God. Well, if, it, if, it, uh, if it's any consolation to anyone who is working from the office next week, I am working up there, um, by which I mean taking my laptop with me, so mm. it's not a formal work trip, but, yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll be thinking of you all. I've got a a cocktail and a schooner in hand. Yeah, send
1: me and Matty a postcard in the trenches over (laughs) here. We'll still be doing hard work. See you next Wednesday, guys, for beers and break-evens. Like, subscribe, comment, chuck it all in there for us. Cheers, legends. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.